Hey there, spooky friends. It's Megan. And before we hop into the episode, I want to tell y'all a little bit about what we've got coming up in person next. We're so excited to announce that our friends at Little Cottage Brewing have invited us back for a monthly spot with trivia. So that means it's time to mark your calendars with a few dates to come hang out with us and play along. On December 13th, join us for Creepy Holiday Trivia, where we'll have questions ranging from spooky holiday traditions around the world, mischievous holiday mythical beings, holiday-themed horror movies, and more. Then, on January 17th, join us again for a deck themed around fears and phobias. Last but not least on the calendar is February 14th for a theme of romance and scorned lovers in horror. We can't wait to see you on December 13th, January 17th, and February 14th for some excellent craft beer and a scary good time. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. Now, on to the episode. What went we out into this wilderness to find? Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses. We have travailed a vast ocean. For what? For what? Was it not for the pure and faithful dispensation of the Gospels and the Kingdom of God? I cannot be judged by false Christians, for I have done nothing save preach Christ's true Gospel. William the Witch For most of us, when the words Puritan and witch come up, we think of Salem. Young girls accusing people left and right of being witches, gruesome capital punishment in the name of God, the significant decline of the village's population. Historians have come up with a plethora of possible reasons why the accusation swept through Salem like wildfire. Everything from teenage boredom to convulsive ergotism to a group of people specifically primed from years of religious indoctrination to believe that the devil was truly upon them. Whatever the case, 25 innocent people, including children, ended up being the unfortunate victims of one of the most infamous cases of mass hysteria in American history. Even though the Salem witch trials began in February 1692, the term Puritan had been around for over 100 years, and it wasn't used by Puritans themselves, who preferred to self-identify as professors, saints, or God's children. To others, however, labeling a group Puritan was meant to be pejorative and identify folks as extremists. Also known as nonconformists and separatists, Puritans believed that the newly minted Church of England, founded by Henry VIII after his separation from the Holy Catholic Church in an effort to annul his marriage to Catherine of Aragon, was extremely corrupt and true Christians should distance themselves as much as possible. The various groups that were labeled Puritan in England had different goals and morals that evolved over the next century. And by the time people started immigrating to the New World, they saw the task of setting up new villages and churches as a golden opportunity to spread the gospel, which was among the most surefire ways to demonstrate living a godly life. Lack of communication, provisions, and outside influence made for the perfect breeding ground for hysteria to spread. But what of the obsession with witches? The Catholic Church, funnily enough, created the problem themselves. Catholic clergyman Heinrich Kramer penned the Malleus Maleficarum in 1486, about 60 years before the Church of England was officially founded, and was a thick, thorough tome that outlined how to identify, interrogate, and punish people believed to be witches, placing them on the same dangerous level as heretics in the eyes of the Church. 
The Malleus was written after Kramer was expelled from the church by the local bishop due to charges of illegal behavior and unusual obsession with the sexual habits of one of the women he accused of witchcraft. It seems pretty clear that Kramer, who was the object of the accused's ire and loogies in passing, was a scorned loser who was definitely an if-I-can't-have-you-no-one-can kind of guy. Think Claude Frollo in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Major incelly villain vibes here. The church had been pretty vocal about its opposition to witchcraft since at least 900 AD, but Kramer's little treatise brought it to the forefront of the religious discourse. The Malleus Maleficarum legitimized witchcraft as a real and serious threat, unleashing an epidemic of severe prosecutions that spanned over two centuries. You can see how the Malleus presented an excellent opportunity for Puritans to out-religion other sects that they deemed less devout. Not only did it allow judges and clergymen to exemplify themselves as interrogators ordained by God, it also made for an extremely neat and effective way to rid communities of people who were undesirable, unruly, unholy, or otherwise a drain on resources. Even though Salem is our most infamous example, it was actually at the tail end of nearly a century of witch trials sweeping through the New England colonies. We see in the witch the beginnings of this hysteria and how quickly— Even in sparse, barely-connected settlements, the fear of the devil could take hold. Unfortunately, witch trials, not the political kind, but actual witch trials, are still a thing today. Accusations of witchcraft, while more prevalent in areas lacking in access to modern medicine and basic education, result in, quote, "...serious violations of human rights, including beatings, banishment, cutting of body parts, amputation of limbs, torture, and murder." according to the United Nations. Women, children, the elderly, and people with disabilities, especially skin conditions like albinism and lamellar ichthyosis, or snakeskin, are susceptible to accusations, abuse, and murder. Organizations like the Witchcraft and Human Rights Information Network, WHRIN, are working in conjunction with the United Nations Human Rights Council to gather more information through research, spread awareness, and influence legislation in these affected areas to curb the atrocious practice of persecuting alleged witchcraft. That's it for this mini-sode. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe to our show so you can get more historical context for the creepy movies that we have coming up on our schedule. If you loved this mini-sode, please share the link with your buds and leave us a five-star review so other folks can find our content. I appreciate your time, and I hope you come back soon for more hair-raising history. The Clever Goals podcast is run by Blair, Megan, Melissa, and Marissa. This episode was made by Blair. Our intro and outro music was created for us by Josh Marshall. You can find links to his content in the show notes. For more episodes, expanded show notes, and other spooky goods, find us on your favorite social media platform through our handle at Clever Ghouls. Thanks for listening.